This is a great day. A great day to watch you all uh, say yes to Christ, to be your Savior and to be your Lord. It's an also a great day because the sermon has to be really short. That's something to celebrate. Hey, hey, watch it. I'm not through yet. But it's also a great day because this is what we live for. This is what we live for, Madison United Methodist Church, to build faithful disciples who serve Jesus Christ, to make and to build disciples. So as we celebrate with you today, I just want to share very briefly from Paul's word to this church, to those who are young in the faith, to you who are young in the faith, but there's also a word here for all of us. The first thing Paul says in his prayer and in his giving thanks for those who are saying yes to Jesus is, stand firm. And he doesn't just say it here, he says it elsewhere. And this church eventually, like most of these churches, are going to be under persecution. They're going to experience trials and difficult days. And so Paul says to them, and he says to you this morning, in your faith and what you've been taught, hold fast and stand firm. Again, this is, this is brand new faith for them. Christ has only been gone for a few decades, and they're growing up in the faith. They're learning of the faith. And so Paul is letting them know, as glorious as this is to be swept up in the glory of Christ, to be saved with such a great salvation, there's still going to be people who will tempt you. There's still going to be struggles. And so he says to them, yes, you've been comforted by God, and God and Jesus will keep doing that for you, but stand firm. Stand in Christ. All of us know that in this world we are blessed with the great gift of the Holy Spirit who walks with us, comforts us, strengthens us, but the temptations come. And sometimes even from people we love and people we hold close, those, those little jabs come about just compromise a little bit of your faith. Paul is saying to these who are young in their faith, you don't do that. You stand firm, and not only do you stand firm, but you hold fast to what's been taught to you. Whatever we've talked about over these weeks, Miss Renee and your table leaders and your mentors, what we've said to you about God, you hold on to that. What we've said to you about the, the sickness of sins, you remember that and you run from sin. What we've talked to you about the life you can have in Christ through His Spirit, you hold on to that. Every preacher tells this story but i love this story because it reminds us when you and i will stand firm even in the struggles of being in middle school <laughs> or the the struggles of wherever we are in our recreation or at work or in the struggles of family when you and i will stand firm and hold fast there's no telling what the lord can do ben and i were in a class recently and we were talking about some of the great heroes of the faith, men and women who gave all for Jesus. And one of those stories that a lot of us have heard, because some of our presidents have shared, is the story about Telemachus. Telemachus was just a monk who, in his life, heard the Holy Spirit say to him, I need you to go to Rome. Now, Telemachus had not been to Rome, but as people, as Roman says to us, who are the children of God, but those who are led by the Spirit, he followed the Spirit and showed up. And there weren't many people out upon the street, but he kept hearing that phrase, you go, you go. And so he followed, and he followed the sound of a lot of noise. And that noise led him to where there were gladiator fights. 
people killing each other for sport. And as he wandered into that arena and he saw these people dying, these children who were made in the image of God, precious in his sight, whose every hair on their head was numbered, and he saw what they were doing to each other, he began to say in his heart, in the name of Christ, stop. In the name of Christ, stop. And it not only just rattled in his belly and in his heart, it started coming out of his mouth. In the name of Christ, stop. In the name of Christ, stop. So hurt was he for these who would just carelessly give of themselves and be, be made of sport and lose their lives that he actually went to the edge and looked over and screamed to those, in the name of Christ, stop. Well, they didn't stop. And the crowd, noticing him shouting, began to mock him a little bit. But you know what Telemachus did? History, church history tells us he got down and went onto the floor of that arena and began to plead with the gladiators in the name of Christ. Stop. Now there's two stories here. Some say that the crowd turned on him and stoned him to death. But another story says before they did that, a soldier ran him through with a spear. Last words being what? In the name of Christ. Stop. Stood firm. Saw a need. Said a word of of truth said the gospel you're precious in the sight of God stop it wasn't that day some historians say it was that day for that arena but it's from that point on in just a few years you know how many more gladiator fights there were in Rome none and where it started was with one Christian saying in the name of Christ stop when you stand firm with what you and this is the second part of this when he says to you, oh, be careful with your words and your works. When you stand firm in what you will not say, church, when we stand firm in what we will not say, when you stand firm in what you will say, when there's an opportunity to say a word of truth, a word of encouragement, when you and I will stand up and say to our friends and say to a, when that divine appointment arises, a word that is needed, there's no telling what can happen. Now listen, that's why he doesn't just say words. He says words and work. It's got to be both. Because we live, as Ravi Zacharias would say, we live in a culture that sees, or listens, excuse me, a culture that listens with their eyes. You can say it, but they need to see it. That's how our culture listens. And so when you go about, as Paul says here, when you go about your works, when you do what you ought to do as a believer, it screams to this culture, there's something different about them. There's something different about this church. Words and work. And that's exactly the testimony of Jesus, Luke 24, 19. Then they said to Jesus, the thing about Jesus and Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in word and deed. Acts would also recount that of Moses. He was a man of power in words and deeds. It's critical for you, it's critical for all of us that as we've surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, we're not just saying, would you save me? We're not just saying, would you be an important part of my life? We're saying, Jesus, you are my life. Whatever word I say or don't say, whatever thing I do or don't do, it's for you. And when that happens, there's no telling what the Lord can do in you. There's no telling what the Lord can do through you. I read a report about eight or ten years ago, and it divided up Christians in America. 
said 24% of us are private Christians, or, or people's spirituality. 24% are, are private Christians. And sadly, that had to do with the younger generation. Now, that was eight or ten years ago. And said so they all owned a Bible. They never read it. They rarely, rarely went to church. They had spiritual interests, but they weren't leading and serving, especially young adults at that time. The smallest group, sadly, were the Christians who really ought to be where they are, that Jesus is our salvation, that we are, we are abiding in him and leading and serving and speaking his name. That's Paul's prayer here. So all that you've been blessed with and grown up in, all that we've been blessed and grown up with, you hold fast to those traditions. You hold fast to that gospel and you stand firm in your faith. And then you've got this opportunity through your words and through your deeds to put Christ on display so that a hungry and hurting and thirsty and sad world can know he is their hope. He is their salvation. Paul's praying for this young church. We've been praying for y'all and waiting on this day for y'all to celebrate as you say yes to Jesus. And as you do that, stand firm and hold, watching your works and your words. Now we've got some questions for you as you come this morning. And so Ms. Sheila's going to help start us in that. So as you hear her, let us be ready by using our bulletins to respond in this service of confirmation. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are all initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through confirmation, we profess, we profess that the faith, we profess the faith into which we were baptized, acknowledge what God is doing for, for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. <laughs> 